What is up, you guys? Welcome to episode two of the Waxing Leos podcast. <laughs> I love your singing. Yes. My name is Mariah, and I own Rebel Waxing Company, and I have our other beautiful host, Bree, a.k.a. the Naked Pineapple, a.k.a. TNP. Yes. TNP in the house. Today, guys, we are talking about something that we could probably talk about for Oof. hours at a time. Yep. It's going to get a little dirty. It's going to get a little nasty. Mm-hmm. Just hang in there. We're going to talk about passion, our passion in changing the beauty industry, inclusivity, mm-hmm. some of our experiences. Yeah. We kind of touched on this in the last episode. For sure. Um, it was our why. So this yeah. is our why. So we're extremely passionate about it because when you have something that's driving you to open a business— you have to be. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and honestly, this is the main reason I even wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. Was for this singular episode. Wow. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Because this is so important to me. Love it. So freaking important to me. Well, bring us in, Brie. Um, I guess my first question for our listeners and viewers. Oh, my God. You guys <laughs> can see us, too. Um is what is your passion and why is it your passion? Why yeah. is, why? What's your so why? the main thing when we are describing inclusivity, I think is the number one. When we're describing inclusivity, I think everybody has a different definition maybe of that. Sure. Um, so mine personally, uh, in the salon slash beauty industry, inclusivity means to me um, di- few different things, honestly, but it's all in one. So body positivity um, and I think a lot of people like to say they're body positive, but they're but not. they're not. So, like, if your um, massage table slash waxing table only holds up to two hundred pounds, you're not. Absolutely, you're and not. Guess what? Bigger girls look at that shit. Yeah, I had someone actually message me the other day and was like, "Is your table that wide so mm-hmm. it can hold bigger girls?" Just wondering, asking for myself, and I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." Yeah, so that's like a number one inclusivity thing for me. Number two is not feeling like you're going to be misgendered. Yeah. Not feeling like you're not going to belong somewhere. So um, I do have a couple clients who are currently transitioning, Mm -hmm. and it was very important to them for them to not feel outed in a sort of way. Yeah. Um, Because we are dealing with people's genitals and their, you know, private areas. And keyword is private. Yeah. Right? So um, they're they're instilling some trust into me. Yeah. uh, To not tell the world anything that they're not ready to. Sure. And it's not my story for them, you know, to, I'm not going to go around and tell their story. It's theirs. So I think that's inclusivity. Um, Another thing is um, not feeling like, someone's going to judge you for your sexual orientation, religion, any of those things. Um, I have a lot of clients who actually have came out to me. I was the first person they came out to. That's special. It is very special. And um, I genuinely see it as a compliment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, wow, (laughs) me of all people? Yeah. What a freaking crazy ride. Yeah. Um, But I do post a lot on my social media to make it that way. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people, I think, read what I post and they're like, okay, she's comfort. Like, yeah, I can do that with her. Um, so that is huge to me. Sure. Uh, so that's another, that's like round three of inclusivity, right? Right. Number four would be race. Okay. In our industry, um, honestly, I know this is really unfortunate, but it is the truth. It's a cold, hard truth. People of color are normally not welcomed. 
it's a very segregated industry. Absolutely. There are black hair salons. Right. You know, and then there's even black aesthetics salons. Yes. And there shouldn't be. Yeah. But our school doesn't teach us that stuff. Like our school doesn't, like my school specifically, we touched on like fits four and five, like a little bit, you know, and our books are written by white people. Yeah. uh, So they're set up for white people. Right. And you're only going to be able to practice what you've learned. Right. Mm -hmm. So there are some sources out there that I have made my girls study. uh, Like, especially, I don't know who your insurance is through, but we have ASCP. Mm-hmm. Associate Skin Care Professionals, and they have free education on there about higher Fitzpatrick types. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so if you haven't dove into it, because there's even with waxing. Yeah. Even waxing you te- need to know, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'll never do skincare. Waxing is skincare. Yeah. Okay, so inclusivity for me, I'm extremely passionate about it. I think everyone should be able to walk into my salon and get serviced. Yeah. Every single fucking person, unless you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Every single person should be able to be included in my salon and get a service. That is the only requirement is to not be Literally, as soon as you're a bitch, toodles. Uh, check if you're your... homophobic, toodles. Yeah. Racist, toodles. <laughs> yeah, check your vibe out the door for, for sure. sure. So what does inclusivity mean to you? Inclusivity to me is pretty much encompassing all the things that you Great. said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I grew up, I mean, I say this lightly because everyone I feel like grows up with body image issues. For sure. But I feel like when you grow up fat and you are a fat person. And you're the fat friend. And you're the fat friend. Yep, it's different. Fat hairy friend, right? (laughs) Double whammy, double Um, homicide. (laughs) You know, I I never felt like uh, I was good enough to feel that do hair or go to beauty school because Mm -hmm. I'm not the uh, epitome of beauty in my opinion. You're not the standard. Yes. Yeah. That has changed. I'm a hot bitch. I'm looking at the camera as I say that. (laughs) Um, But inclusivity to me means, you know, the same thing you said. All are welcome. I want anyone and everyone to feel comfortable coming to see us um, in our salon. And we are in Indiana. And in Indiana, um, you know, it is not the best here. So I'm in a suburb called uh, My Little Salons in Brownsburg, and mm-hmm. I love Brownsburg. I think, you know, I grew up in Avon, which is right beside Brownsburg. Would you say Avon's more inclusive by mm-hmm. nature because it's a bigger city? Or is it still very whitewashed? Very whitewashed. Okay, I figured. We've gotten figured. better, Okay, uh, but very whitewashed. And, you know, I know you, you're in a small town too, but it's just like— People of color don't have a place to come. People that are LGBTQ, you know, community, yeah, yeah. Um, they don't feel welcome at Sally Salon, who's 50 mm-hmm. years old. Um, I've heard some crazy stories before. Oh, and me it's too. sad. It's very sad. And it's still happening now. Yep. Um, not my experience, but I'll just tell you guys my fiance's experience. When we were actually living in Florida, when I was— Because her fiance is a black man. I think we yes. should we should state that for people who don't know. My fiance <laughs> is an African-American man. Period. Um, and so we were living in Florida. Mm-hmm. Going, I went to makeup artistry school, and he went to go find a place to do a retwist for him. Yeah. And so he walked into this place, and the guy literally looks at him, and he's like, what are you doing here? And he was like, I'm just here to get a lineup and a retwist. And the guy was like, we don't do that here. You need to leave. And I was like, damn. Like, he didn't get his hair done the whole rest of the time he was there. And That is so sad. You know, I thought I knew about 
is going a different way. Racism. But I thought I knew about racism. But being with Steven over the last six years, I've fucking seen it first. Well, you have it. Yeah, I was going to say it's in your face now. Yeah. And it's really crazy. Mm-hmm. People are fucking crazy. And I'm sure you've even received comments just by being an interracial couple. Yeah. We yeah. get looks and all that stuff. But... Yes, being inclusive in the beauty industry is so, so, so important, no matter where you are in the world, um, because everyone deserves to feel special and everyone mm-hmm. deserves to fucking be able to come get a wax, get a yep. haircut, whatever they need, they deserve that. Yeah. And so that's why we are so passionate and we wanted, we did want to start this podcast just to kind of, we're yeah. going to be preaching on this every day. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. So I want to get into why is that our passion? I know we kind of like dipped our toes into it a little bit. So me personally, it affects me personally, right? Yeah. Um. So like you said, you were obviously the fat, hairy friend. So was I. Yeah. Um. And you know, my really close friends growing up, they probably, if they like listen to this or watch this, they're going to be like, bitch, what are you even talking about? You've been hot your whole life. But I remember I would like have guys message me and be like, oh my God, like, do you want to go out? And I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. Like, whatever. And they'd be like, well, you're fat anyway. Yes. Or I would have Why people- Why is that their line though? Can we just talk about douchebags? Like, well, know. you were fat anyways. Well, fuck you, bro. I wasn't fat two seconds yeah. ago, but okay. Whatever. You know, it is what it is. And me personally- um, trigger warning, eating disorders. I've struggled with eating disorders my whole life. I think anybody who is overweight has and will. And um, it's something I struggle with daily. Mine, unfortunately, is binge eating. Wow, we connect on that I fucking binge eat like a bitch, bro. I... It's my comfort. Yes. It's my comfort. And my husband, who is a bodybuilder. I see that. It's been rough. He's got those abs, guys. Yeah, it's it's been hard because when I met him, he was just fit. You know, and um, I was fit-ish too then because uh, I would starve myself. Yeah. And I would work out like six hours a day. Yeah. Not uh, healthy. Not healthy. I mean, we kind of share that vibe mm-hmm. where um, I was up to 350 pounds. I lost 100 pounds. Yeah. But uh, since I've started my business— Dude, some weight. you binge the fuck out. Well, because you just don't have time to eat all day and then you're starving. Well, I was starving myself and I would go to the gym for two hours a day, yeah, like seven yeah. days a week. And I don't have that time anymore. No, no. And your body does get accustomed to that too. Yeah. And so as soon as you stop, it's like, oh, pack it on. But also when you yo-yo diet that much, your body's in survival mode like 24-7. Yes. So it wants to keep on the fact because it's like, oh, something's happening to her where we can't gain weight. So then we want to gain weight. So we want to get more fat. Yeah. And yeah, so that was like my biggest passion is feeling uncomfortable pretty much everywhere I went. And you know, maybe people looked at me not because I'm fat, but because of the aura I gave off. Like I, I know like when I walk into a room, people are like, they turn their heads and are attracted to me, not necessarily like sexually or anything, but like something about me makes them want to look at me. Yes. I don't know what it is, but when I was really insecure now, I'm okay with it. You know, I got a fucking throat tattoo. I'm assuming that's why they're <laughs> staring at me. But back then when I was really insecure, I immediately would pull down my sweatshirt to yeah. hide my gut. Or, you know, I would cross my arms because I think that's hiding my fat, yeah. you know? And in my head, it really got to me. And even when I would get skinny or when I would get fatter or, you know, every stage of my life, I was always so insecure of my body. And I think that's one thing that I really emphasize to my clients because I've had a client, I won't say her name, but if she watches this, she knows who she is because I tell her every fucking time she comes in. 
So she started working from home because of the panorama. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she did gain weight from it, as didn't all of us. (laughs) And um, I remember she came into the salon and she almost looked like she was in tears. And I was like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, what's going on, bitch? Yeah. Like, normally she's so peppy and happy. And she's like, my anxiety is through the roof because I've gained so much weight since you last saw me because she went eight weeks. And in eight weeks, a lot can happen. Sure. And um, she's like, I've just gained so much weight and I'm embarrassed for you to see me. Wow, that's really sad. And I was like, girl, because I've been waxing her for almost like eight months at that point. And I was yeah. like, girl, you know me of all people. I do not fucking care. Yeah, I feel like we are the least people. And yeah. be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, bitch, I do not care. Yeah, but she, so we had like a moment where she was just like, she just was vulnerable. And I took her in and I was like, listen, you're just as beautiful as you were, you know, 15 pounds ago, you yeah. know, because that's all she had gained was 15 pounds. Oh, I can shit that out. <laughs> I can literally take a shit and it's gone. There's 15 pounds. Bye. So I was like, girl, like, do not worry about it. And I think another big passion of mine is the PCOS, yeah. which sisters. Yeah. Literally. I don't know if you've ever literally. seen people spell it. Sisters. Yes. Like, oh, the sister. That's us. So, um, I have actually helped a lot of my clients advocate for themselves medically to go get tested for PCOS because yeah. it's a struggle. Yes. Truly is a struggle. Or hypothyroidism, I have that as well. Normally, hirsutism, um, hypothyroidism normally goes hand in hand yes. with PCOS. Yeah. So I've been a huge advocate for my clients, and that was a big passion of mine too, yes. was to help people because um, a lot of times also what comes with that is cystic acne. Yes. And a lot of my clients who are acne clients, because I specialize in acne facials, They'd come in and I'm like, girl, get your fucking hormones tested. Yeah. Like, I bet they're fucked. Yeah. And so that was a huge passion of mine in school. I literally, I would, so we'd obviously learn in school and then I would go home and research even more. Right. PCOS facials, PCOS anything. Like, I wanted to fucking know more. Waxing and PCOS, laser PCOS, blah, blah, blah. I sat there and I'd research for hours and hours and hours because I was like, that is so important to me specifically because it helped me. Like, waxing is the only thing that's helped me. Yeah, same. So that's why I became so fucking passionate in it. And then same thing with facials. Yeah. So I am, like, I'm a huge advocate on all of that stuff. Yeah, same here. Um, I feel like, especially in terms of, you know, body hair and body dysmorphia and all that stuff, um, you know, I will oftentimes take pictures of my chest because I get hair on my chest. Yeah. I get hair on my whole body everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, recently I took a, I had COVID. I got the vid. I saw your pictures. It was fucking terrible. So I decided, okay, I'm going to let my beard grow and I was going to try to wax it. And I let it grow for like a week. I took pictures and documented it. And then I was like, fuck. I couldn't even stand to look at myself in the mirror. Isn't that so hard? Ugh. But that being said, I still thought it was important for my clients that I wax their chin every week or every two weeks or whatever to see that they're not alone. Like, Mm -hmm. I understand where they're coming from, and I feel you. Yep. Um, And share that picture. And, you know, who knows what people think? I've gotten to a point where I don't— who Give cares? Fuck. Yeah, fuck um, But I hope it helps someone realize that, you know, if you got a couple chin hairs, it's not the end of the fucking world. You right. know what I mean? Or if you have a whole ass beard. If you have a whole ass beard and you want to grow out your beard, grow out your fucking beard. And you know what? People, someone out there is still going to love you regardless. Yes. As they should. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that's something actually I kind of want to touch on too that I've had to talk to my clients because like a lot of my clients that have PCOS, 
I kind of talk them into growing out their beard. Yeah, I know. I do too. Right now is the perfect time because if, if you wear a mask, no one's going to fucking say Absolutely. a word. No one would say a word. No one would blink an eye. All you'd say is like, yeah, my allergies are really bad, so I want to wear my mask. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Um, And so I've been finally, like I have probably over 30 clients now that yeah. have grown out their facial hair and I'm now yeah. waxing it. And now they don't have to deal with the scarring that they have to cover up all the time. They don't right. have to deal with the hyperpigmentation or, or post or erythema or any right. of that. They don't have to deal with any of that because waxing doesn't cause it. Right. So, and then even um, like now we're at the point where we can tackle the hyperpigmentation. Yeah. Because now we're not causing more of it. Right. So it's been a really wild ride. Um, I have some clients that, you know, they refuse. Of course. They're like, I can't even look at myself. I mean, I tried, you know? And I can't even look at myself, Brie. Like, I could never do that. Blah, blah, blah. Like, my husband would be embarrassed. I'm like, I'm sure your husband knows. Your husband absolutely knows. And you know what's funny is I tried to hide it from Steven for a very long time. Uh, And I would always, like, lock the bathroom door. And if he tried to come in when I would be shaving my face, I'd, like, body myself up against the door. I'd be like, what are you doing in there? (laughs) And I'd be like, I'm just fucking getting ready. Leave me alone. But it is such a personal thing. And I know he fucking knows. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've started to... I'm still even bad. I still like to keep my door closed during yeah. that time. But if he's in there and he's seen me a couple times, like, right, it's fine. It's who I, I am as a person, and you can't control that. I thankfully did not go through that. Yeah, era. Um, even with all my exes, I didn't really. I literally, like, on my first date, I'd show the door open because I'm just like, you know, She's you you either bitch. like me or you don't. Yeah, you either like my titty hair or you don't. Yeah. So boss ass bitch. it is what it is. And um, yeah, I remember like I just got done having fun with my husband. This is back when we were just <laughs> we weren't even dating. We were just fuck buddies, <laughs> and we we're just canoodling. And uh, <laughs> I went to the bathroom. I started squeezing my nipple. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I grow some titty hair, so just ignore me. And he was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but like men, they don't men don't give a care. shit. No. They don't care. No, they don't. But we, and I say this to my clients all the time, we are our own worst critics. And women are awful to other women. Absolutely. So that's the other Absolutely. thing. And I'm not just going to discredit women in general. I'm also going to discredit society in in a whole sense. Society has made women feel like they need to look like prepubescent girls at all times. And I'm not 12. No. And I don't want to be 12 again. Uh, So yeah, I think that's a really fucked up thing in society. Yeah. Um, But that's another subject. But yeah, that's that's honestly why I'm extremely passionate about And I mean, being inclusive too means that if you want to have body hair certain places, honey, have do body it, hair. Do it. If you don't want it you know all gone. Oh my like, God. You know how many clients I talk into leaving a landing strip? Yeah. Because I think it's so fucking cute on some people. Yeah. Like I have one chick. She's a stripper. Stripper. <laughs> she's a stripper. And um, she just reminds me of Velma. And I'm like, Velma would totally have a landing strip. Absolutely. So yeah, I talked to her. She has like the thick black, but it's mm-hmm. like fine. And it was just so cute. I yeah. was like, girl, I was like, I'm just going to do it and then hand you a mirror. You tell me if you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So now she rocks body She rocks hair, a landing strip every time. I love it. I know. Ah! Body hair has also sometimes it'll change. I have some clients that want a gun and then the next time I see them, they want a triangle. And yeah, the next time I see sure. you want a landing strip. So, you know, being inclusive in that way and mm-hmm. being a service provider, it's very important to not ever make your client feel less than for anything. You know, I don't understand when you go to get a service from someone and they treat you like shit because 
of the way that you look. I've had some people, bigger ladies come to me and they're like, I'm happy that you're not like some size two girl. Yeah. And not that there's shade to size no, two girls. You do you. I'm so happy for you. But I think but. a lot, the insecurity of it, unfortunately, is just from society and it's made us feel that way. I even have some clients who have told me um, literal horror stories, in my opinion, that they've been turned down. Like they show up for their appointment and then someone's like, yeah, I can't wax you. You're too big. That's so sad. I would literally A, uh, cry myself to sleep and B, I would never go to another waxing salon ever in my life. Yeah. I'd be done. I would I'd be like, okay, I just, because I would assume, okay, that's how everyone works. I would never do that. Um, you know, so I guess the next question is, is how can we as service providers start to change this? You know, what are you doing at the Naked Pineapple Right, that's um, different? So number one, and this is like advice for everybody, right? So number one, if you want to have an inclusive business in general, you need to post about it. Absolutely. Social media is key, right? So, yeah. and not only do you need to post about it on your social media, but like if you have a website, it needs to be on your website. So like on my website, at the if you scroll not, you don't even have to really scroll. It's kind of like just right there. But um, I did this day one when I made my website and it's been on there since because I've changed my website multiple times. It, sells, it says we're LGBTQ plus friendly. Love it. And I th- have had a lot of people come to me and tell me that's why they're there. Awesome. They're like, dude, because immediately they're like, I looked at your website and I saw it and I was ready. It's the whole vibe. Mm-hmm. It's what you give off. It's how you yeah. come across on social media. Um, and it's how you act in your treatment For room. For sure. And the other thing too, just like we said earlier, showing your face. Yeah. Showing that you, you know, like I'll zoom in on my shit and be like, here's my texture, bitch. <laughs> yeah. We all got it. Yeah. And I think that's huge. I think people kind of get in this filtered sense of reality because that's what social media is. Yeah. You see, you let people see whatever you want. Yeah. Um, people don't actually know you. Right. Uh, but they can. Right. Like me personally, like I have clients who they're not even my clients. They'll book with someone else and they'll come in. They're like, oh, my God, I feel like I already fucking know you. Yeah. Because of what you post. And I'm like, hell yeah, bitch, because I want you to feel like that. I want you to know me. Yeah. And um, I love that I'll post when I'm having good days, when I'm having bad days. I post it all. Because when you post like that and you show your true self, you're Mm going to attract those clients uh, you know, working out in Westfield. Yeah. Do you know where that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So working out in Westfield, um, my, some of my clients are cool, but I didn't know them. They weren't yeah. who I was as a person. Yep. yep. Um, and we never like really vibed like that. So mm-hmm. it's been so important to attract people where I can be like, fuck yeah. And have a connection with. And they'll say fuck yeah back and it's fine because <laughs> we vibe, right? Yeah. So it's super important. I think for, um, does the Naked Pineapple have like a, you know, like a mission statement or like a... Love the skin you're in. Love it. That's literally, so like on all our t-shirts and shit, it says love the skin you're in. Love it. So that's our mission statement. So at Rebel Waxing, ours is everyone is welcome and to be a rebel is to be yourself. I love that, yeah. And Rebel kind of came to me in a dream, the name, because we went through some rebranding, but the name came because... um, I've always been a little bit rebellious and I and I do think now in today's society mm-hmm. to be yourself is like way fucking out there. Like if you're not yeah, filtering if you're yourself, not conforming. Yeah, mm-hmm. then you're kind of an outlier. Right, right. Um so yeah, that is and one thing I love about both of our salons is that we have people of all shapes and sizes working there. Yes. It's not just you don't walk into a salon and it's a 
clone of everybody you know it's like little like barbies just like lined up yeah um i love that because i feel like every salon i used to walk into it was just like clones yeah and then i i remember i'll never forget i went to a salon and i got i wanted red hair and i went i've been blonde my whole life have you yeah i'm naturally blonde me too yeah gross (laughs) so but when you're that your whole life you're over it you know what i mean so i was like "Eh, i've been platinum forever and and i would always do like colors like here and there but I never Mm -hmm. did like full colors so I was like fuck it I'm going into the salon and it's a salon that specializes in blonding but I liked the girl I went to so I was like fuck it I'm doing red hair yo and she was like hell yeah she's like because I don't have any reds on my Instagram and she's like and also we just got out we just got this new color and it's reds um euphora or whatever the fuck and I was like okay bet so she's putting it on and I'll never forget. So it's like a, it's honestly like a freaking bar is how their color bar set up. Yeah. So it's like a kitchen. Yeah. So anyway, I'm like on one side of the island and then this chick's doing some chick's blonde, of course, on the <laughs> other side. And I hear her, like, I'm not deaf. I hear you. She literally goes, oh, I don't know why she'd ruin her blonde hair with that. Damn. And I thought, bitches are your hair? No. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. And you're not my stylist. And as soon as she came back, I told my stylist, I was like, uh, yeah, whoever that is, she's a fucking bitch. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, she's mad because I'm going red. And I was like, but is this her fucking hair? No. It's not her life. Mm-mm. It's your life. And dude, we when people come in to the salon, they fucking compliment that like immediately. Before they compliment like my decor and shit, they're like, I love that everyone looks different here. Yeah. And I tell my girls, I don't know what you have for the like the outfits or whatever, like uniforms. Oh, we don't. Yeah, no. I literally tell I tell my girls, I'm like, you can come however the fuck you want. I have girls who literally look like they haven't showered in like three days. <laughs> but if that's how they are most comfortable, that's what I want you to feel like yeah. and look like. And a, a client's, that's honestly because, like, it's so funny because the first time a client comes in, they're like dressed to the nines because that's how most people do salons. Yeah. And then the second time they come in, they're fucking, they haven't even brushed their teeth. Their hair yeah. is a mess. Because they're, they're like, bitch, I'm only going to be here for 15 minutes. Yeah. And then I'm going back to bed. I'm yes. like, hell yeah. That's what I want. I want you to be comfortable as fuck here and yes. feel like you can come as you are. And that's why if you are an entrepreneur and you want to start your own business, you're going to do yourself a disservice Mm-hmm. If you are not including everyone. Oh, period. You're going to fuck yourself. Yep. Yep. And it's not fair to do that. So make sure that your doors are open to everyone. Yep. LGBTQ community, people of color. And my second thing on people of color is you don't learn fucking school. So read a book. Go do, do some your, research. Go do your research. It the is The internet different. is a plethora of information. Yes. It truly is. And... Make sure you learn this information from a person of that ethnicity. Yeah. And if, listen, if you don't want to go read online, get yourself a mentor. There's lots of people. There's lots of SDs. I won't say everyone, but there are lots of SDs that will help you or Mm -hmm. guide you. So, guys, that is going to be a wrap on inclusivity today. Episode two's done. Episode two (laughs) is done. We hope you enjoyed because that is our shit right there. We hope that you guys enjoy this episode and we'll catch the vibe next time. Peace. Peace.